0: And there's levels to it, right? You get into sales, even as an individual contributor, first year, three forty. Next year, four seventeen. dollars Next year, when everybody's hurting, in 2021, yeah. losing jobs and all this of stuff, my best year in sales, 540000 I get treated very, very well throughout the entire country just because of the fact that I make a good amount of money, but you're visiting different places and you're making friends with sultans and all their friends and kings and stuff like that.
1: There are companies and businesses that would do anything just for their business to make 60 million 100%. the fact that your team is generating 60 million dollars by itself is right. crazy so listen y'all we talk way too often about scaling in tech of course i say breaking into tech scaling tech start your own tech business now not only has our guest that we have today done all three of those pieces he's broken into tech he's scaled in tech He scaled in tech, scaled in tech, pivoted, did a variety of different roles, dang near every role in tech that we talk about, and then some, and has started a couple different businesses in tech. And so it only makes sense that we have this conversation with him because make sure that y'all are paying attention, listening to the end, because there is a variety of different topics that we're going to talk about with this guest from different roles in tech that he's done, as well as talking about how to get the bag and even start your own tech business. So as always, we're going to put respect on our guest's name. As I go ahead and introduce you all to Antoine Wade. So, Antoine Wade has 18 years in tech, starting at Help Desk Support in 2005, to a master software engineer, to director of global customer services, to principal sales leader, slash, general area manager of network and data. And founder of Black Heights and Leveled Careers. I told y'all, y'all are in for an incredible, incredible treat. Make sure y'all give a virtual round of applause. If you if you, you watching on YouTube, go ahead and drop some clapping emojis. If you driving in your car, tap your steering wheel like you clapping so that way you don't wreck. For our guest today, Antoine Wade. Antoine, thank you for being on Tech is the New Black.
0: You know, Cyrus, it's been a long time coming, man. Yeah, it's been a long time coming, but man, I uh, I thank you for having me here, and thank you and your team for just continuing to put out some really dope content and educating the people, man. Hey, man, look, you're a big dog. You're a big
1: dog in this industry. You've done some incredible things. So we are honored to have you here. We're honored that you were able to find the time, make the time on here uh, to be able to like grace us with your presence, bless our audience with your knowledge yeah, man, I'm excited about this conversation. I'm excited too, man.
0: I'm yeah. very excited. Let's jump into it, man. Let's Yo. jump into let's, it. Let's
1: let's go. Let's go. So look. All right. So we're going to ask towards the end, which job in tech is your favorite? Because you've done a lot. <laughs> so we, we got to ask, like, okay, which one's your favorite? But we're going to save that for the end, though. I love it. So make sure y'all listen, stick around to the end so y'all can figure out which one's the best. Y'all always ask which one is the best. Yep. This person's done dang near all of them. So he's, he's more suited to answer that than anybody. But for now... Tell us what you do as a general manager of network and data. Like, what is that and what do you do exactly?
0: Yeah. So as a general manager of networks and data, I basically help my companies create partnerships with other companies. that can leverage our data to enhance their efficiencies for their company and so forth. So it's really about, you think about like uh, uh, client relationships and um, alliances and um, selling them other applications that they aren't using yet. So my team is responsible for all of that. Not only that, I am responsible for uh, it's a sixty million dollar business unit for a public company. Sixty million dollars. Sixty million dollar business business unit. Sheesh. And, and it was it's the fastest growing in our company. Man. Yeah. Okay. So you say fastest growing in your company. So you're
1: saying that that. I don't want to dilute it this way, but that segment or that department within the company itself is generating sixty million dollars. That's right. That's right. That's co- it What's wild about that is there are companies and businesses that would do anything just for their business to make sixty million. 100%. The fact that your team yep. is generating sixty million dollars by itself
0: that's is right. crazy. It is. That's right. That's right. And like, thats It's also a combination of. You know multiple products that we have yeah. that I'm responsible for, not mm-hmm. just the data and the networks and stuff like that. We have things like Parcel that okay. we are responsible, we're responsible for selling, um, things like custom solution management, all the stuff that's for supply chain. But it's a big business unit, and I took over it in um, in April of this year, and we've done some fantastic <laughs> things in a short amount of time.
1: That's crazy, man! Crazy, it is. It's man. it's it's a
0: it's, it's, uh, it's a privilege. To be in a a seat like this, um, knowing that I'm the leader of a lot of people in the organization, but yeah. also seeing, being able to demonstrate that we can do this, yeah. at the highest level.
1: You know what's so dope, and this this, this is even a tangent from the uh, from the questions that I have. But what's so fire is, people are so inspired by me or people like me because it's like, oh man, like to see a see a black guy that's just in tech. Yep. But I'm like, man, what's bigger to me is to see somebody at your level. yeah. Because, you know, and, and again, y'all, I say all the time, one of the things that I love about this industry is that even if you're a grunt in tech, you're making more money than most people. Absolutely. So I love that. <laughs> but it's like, let, let's be real. It's not that big a deal. It's not that big of a deal, especially today for... For a black person to get at the entry level point in tech, but to see someone at your level who's done as much as you've done, especially for the, the time you've been doing it 18 years. So people think so much about they think about, oh, today is the time to get in tech. But it's like not only did you get in tech 18 years ago, you have made moves way before this whole tech boom oh, happened you. before people even started calling it tech. Yeah. You've made all types of moves way before people that look like us, we were thinking about getting in tech. Yep. And so I want to ask real quickly, this is, this is a beeline. What would you say? So when people think about, again, black people being in tech, of course, now we know it's very obvious. But would you say in your experience that tech was, was an opportunity for us even 15, maybe 10 years ago, and we just weren't paying attention? Or... Is it now just a thing that is for us?
0: What I've seen, Cyrus, is that tech has always been a place for us. And there's many of us that are in tech. I yeah. Think. But what we're seeing now in today is the fact that it, there's a lot more visibility to it because yeah. of how lucrative it is. Mm-hmm. When I started my career in 2006 as a software engineer, I was only making $48,000 a year. Man. Right. Now, don't get me wrong, the next year I was making like sixty. dollars Oh like, yeah, then it continued to go up. Yeah, right? but you know, you think about now, people coming out of college as a software engineer, they're already getting to hundred grand. So, yeah, right. Yeah, so I think now it's just the 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 the, the presence of you know uh, the, the 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 content creation and so forth that yeah. really is pushing people towards it, and it is it, it is sexy now, man. Like, oh yeah, one of the things that you're doing right now is making it actually sexy, right? Oh like yeah. in the supply chain it. space and the tech space where I am. It's not. It, it was never considered to be sexy. I mean, yeah. you don't think about you know driving trucks and you know looking at inventory going from this warehouse to this warehouse or this distribution center to the other. You don't think about that being sexy, right? Yeah. Now no. you know you, you think about it. Now it's sexy because what you can afford, the that's money, a, <laughs> the lifestyle that you can live—that's yeah. what makes it really nice. It yeah, that's what that, makes it sexy. Yeah. It's, and, and you're doing a fantastic job of of being able to showcase that because what I would tell you is this. A lot of us are in it, Cyrus, mm-hmm. already. And I'm seeing it already at the the, the GM level, right? Yeah. Or the executive level. We're there. We just don't have the visibility. We don't talk about it. Yeah. So the people that, you know, I surround myself with a lot of the times, th- these are conversations we've been having for years. Yeah. Right. But nobody has figured it out like you of how to put it out there and make it so beautiful, man.
1: So, man, I love that. I love it. So look, man, just like Antoine said, we've been in this space long time. And we've been invited in this space. So this isn't a new thing for us being invited. So many of y'all that are like, man, is is tech for me? Is, is tech accepting? Are they really hiring us? They've been hiring us. Big time. You know, and it's just like he mentioned, it's the lack of visibility. Right. It's the lack of exposure that we've had. Yep. Many of us have the exposure of, of rappers and athletes and, you know, and I don't even want to limit it to that. But there are certain industries that we've had exposure to. And now we're just now getting exposure to this industry. So make sure that you're telling your friends, telling your people, yo, it's not even that tech is just now for us. It's not even that tech is just now the new black. It's not even the new black. Tech has been for us. Big time. And so I love, uh, thank you for mentioning that. Absolutely. So, all right, people, we got to talk some money real quick because people want to know this. So salary.com, I did a little bit, a little bit of research. Yeah. Salary.com says that someone with the role that that you're currently doing mm-hmm. is making somewhere between... 200000 to 300000 a year. So how accurate is that? And how does someone get started towards the career that you're currently in? Because, again, you've done a lot of stuff, but specifically what you're doing now. So how accurate is the two hundred to $300,000? And how can someone get started?
0: Yeah, I, I say this, right? <clears throat> the accuracy on salary.com is relatively accurate from the standpoint of a base salary. Okay. But you have to think about your contribution to a company and what they decide to pay you and what you negotiate. Right? Mm, yeah. So, you know, if, if you want to look at it from a salary.com, you already know that I have a high base salary because that's all, that's all that's accounted for. Yeah. Right. And I would say that's, that's, it's, it's on a lower end, but it's, it's there, it's there. It's pretty accurate. And, and and for people to get started, Cyrus, I say this, right. So I've done a lot of things within my career and we'll talk about that, but, mm-hmm. The most important thing that I would say is in order for you to get to making this amount of money in in a leadership position, you have to have a you know commercial experience. What is commercial experience? Sales experience, mm-hmm. right? And I say that that was a huge part into my career growth, becoming an executive at a public company, was getting that commercial experience. Mm-hmm. So how can they get started? The easiest way to get started is getting the sales, getting the sales, yes. learn the sales, uh, uh methodologies learn how to sell learn how to sell technology learn how to work with people learn how to work with customers and you will fast track your career very very fast to an executive level the majority right. of CEOs at fortune 500 companies all sales experience man majority of them have sales experience
1: you know i believe that because i was i was just on a podcast uh yesterday uh, the run the play podcast with justin owens uh, Shouts out to uh, to my boy justin and one of the conversations we were having is how the probably the best skill set that uh, entrepreneur CEO founder can have outside of being a visionary yeah. is sales. Hundred percent. And so you mentioned that I'm like, yo, that is so spot on.
0: It's true. I mean, like that's where you know I got an opportunity to just you know really accelerate my career growth was when I went into sales, Cyrus. Mm-hmm. Um, the visibility that you have, it's mm-hmm. it's binary from the standpoint of. You are measured based on your results. And your results is either you are making it or you're not making it exactly. Right? And it's very black and white. Yeah. As an engineer, it's very it can be subjective. Yeah. Right. There's not a lot of data that you can crunch behind there and how much value you're bringing, yes. although they are very important it to incredibly valuable the overall, you know, business. Yeah. But it's very difficult to measure. Right. So when you're in sales though, it's very easy to measure. It. If yeah. You're bringing in business. And you're going to make a whole bunch of money, and you're going to get a lot of job opportunities. If you're not, then you're going to, you know, uh, not be so good. And you might not even have a job. <laughs> That's so. Real. I see a lot of engineers are,
1: whether engineers that are already in tech or people that aren't in tech at all. A common question I hear from both of them is, "Man, how are people in tech sales making so much?" I see a lot of like engineers that, and again, I believe software engineering. I believe it's the backbone of the tech industry because you don't have technology, you don't, especially software, without, without the engineers. Right. Nevertheless, I've been seeing a, a bit of an exodus with engineers switching over to the tech sales side because they're like, man, how are these people getting paid a little bit more money than us? And we're the software engineers. And it's like, just like you mentioned, because it's very hard to to quantify, like, OK, how much an engineer should get paid? They're incredibly valuable. Right. And that's what they get paid well, yep. but when a company can actually calculate, okay, we're paying this person one hundred and twenty thousand dollars, but they are making the company a million dollars right. a year. Right. It's like that's easy for them to very make easy. that connection.
0: It's very easy. I figured that out a little bit later in my yeah. career. When I figured it out, it's been remarkable, and that's why I've also you know, I'm mentoring and coaching people to get into sales because you can fast track it. Yeah, right. It took me a long time, Cyrus, to to get to a point where. You know, I'm consistently doing over half a million dollars a year in my W-2 job. Ooh, beautiful. And um, I think the only way that you can get to that spot is if you have commercial experience, sales experience. Yeah. Like sales, top salespeople, enterprise salespeople make more than surgeons. They make more than, you know, presidents of companies. Yeah. Right? Small companies and so forth. They make a lot of money. They can make a lot of money and it's life changing. Yeah. And I'm here to tell, you know, everybody that uh, just in one year, If you do well, whether it's your performance, your luck, whatever you want to call it, it can change your life. It's literally changed my life in 2018 to to, to now.
1: Man, that's so incredible. I mean, shouts out to you for, I mean, you know, for you being in the industry so long and you realizing that you peeping game and you making that transition. Let's actually get into that a little bit. So, All right, so now how did you progress in your career from a software engineer to a SVP of data and networks with 18 years of supply chain tech experience? Because you've been in the industry for a while. You just mentioned in 2018, you made that transition. How did you make that transition? What happened that caused that?
0: Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot, Cyrus, right? So when I think about it, you know, I've had a journey in my career of, like you mentioned, starting off as an engineer. One thing I learned very early is that you want to be visible. Mm -hmm. You want to be visible to the people that matter, right? You want to be a high performer, but you also need to ask for what it is that you want. All right? And I leveraged that the entire time in my career to get to where I am today, yeah. meaning that since I was a software engineer, one of the playbooks that I constantly use, and I like to call them playbooks, guys, because you can consistently use this if you want to advance in your career. You know, I went into my manager's office and I sat down with him. I was like, what does good look like? Okay? How can I become a really good software engineer, yeah. senior software engineer, master software engineer, write down what that is yeah. right? and objectively measure that. Yeah. So every one-on-one that I had with them, I was always going back with, Hey, this is how I'm actually able to accomplish. This is what I haven't accomplished. And we're having these conversations. I'm like, okay, well, if I meet these standards, these results, I should be getting to the next level. Yeah. First year after becoming a software engineer, I was promoted one of the fastest in my cohorts that came into the company. And I was at that time as a black man, right? Yeah. Next year, um, it took me six months to go from a senior software engineer to a master software engineer. Then it took me, Whoa. uh, another, it took nine months after that to get promoted to a project manager, right? So I accelerated the entire time by using that exact playbook, right? Yeah. Understanding what good looks like, getting to good, right? Mm-hmm. And overachieving that with my manager and so forth, but also in asking for more, right? And having those conversations, Hey guys, you know what? I want to get to this next level. How can I get to the next level? Okay, well, great. Uh, You think this is what good looks good looks like? I'll make it good. I'll make it even better. Yeah. Right now, you have no other choice but to promote me. Come on, you have no other choice. You have no choice. You have no other choice. Yes. Right. So, and you have those conversations. You set those ground rules, and before you know it, you're going to get everything that you want. Yeah. And and I've used that, Cyrus, to you know move out of the country with my family um, and and all of that. Man, it's been it's been tremendous and. You, know, you continue to you know, take steps in your life and before you know it, you start to ask the questions, right? You start to go with, uh, sit down with executives mm-hmm. and, and you go to these houses and stuff like that and you're like, man, what is it that these guys do? Mm-hmm. And it always came back to sales. I'm like, I always told myself, I wanted oh, to be man. a CEO of a company one day. Mentors, all this other stuff, right? Antoine, you need some commercial experience. You need to learn how to sell. And then I finally made the leap in 2018 to do it, Cyrus. Yeah. And not only did it change my life from the standpoint of career trajectory, but it changed my life from a monetary standpoint. Mm-hmm. You know, I was probably consistently making about $250, $225, yeah. right? As a VP. Of yeah, like just, a, just a little too. You know, people, I look at that, and it's a great salary, right? Yeah. But, you know, it, there's, there's levels to it. it there's levels to it, right? So, you know, and then, you know, you get into sales, even as an individual contributor, First year, 340. Next year, 417. Next year, when everybody's hurting in 2021, losing jobs and all this other stuff, my best year in sales, 540,000. Right? And then that's consistent now. Talk to me. Nice. So um, it was, it's, 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 that's how you get there, Cyrus, is by, you know, taking leaps in your career, asking for more, being present, being visible with leadership, Um, and then executing. That's the biggest piece of it, too, right? Mm You got to execute. Yeah. If you're not known for execution, mm-hmm. nobody's going to promote you. Nobody's going to give you those opportunities. Yeah. But if, if, if when you get into a role and you figure it out and you're executing and you're asking for more, mm-hmm. they're going to give you those opportunities, which it therefore also comes with a lot more responsibility, but a lot more money as well, too. Yeah. So before you know it, got into sales right. and, you know, did that for three years as an individual contributor. It's like Antoine. You can bring that leadership and help others in the, in the organization and do the exact same thing. Promotion, 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 promotion. GM, man,
1: yeah. man, there's so much. There's so much I want to say. So many thoughts I have. So many questions I have. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna like bridle myself, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with the questions that we have here. Man, so much. I hope y'all are getting gems from this. Uh man, I, ho- I hope y'all, are, y'all enjoying this as much as I am. So listen. So you scale really fast. I love how you, you year after year, you scaled. You grew. You spoke to your management. You're like, hey, w- what goals, what metrics do I need to hit in order to get to the next level? You clearly have been and are a driven, disciplined person. Yeah. What are some some things, whether books, mentorships, people that you listen to, like, what are some things that you've constantly poured into yourself, or maybe just some life hacks that you've done that have allowed you to constantly be such an overperformer and overachiever?
0: I always looked at powerful men as, you know, a, a way for me to go about doing the right things in my life from mm-hmm. that being, you know, grandfather or that being, um, you know, uh, father-in-law and stuff like that. And me seeing what discipline looks like is important, but not only just, you know, mimicking myself after a very powerful men that have what I consider to be a well-rounded You know, household, Mm -hmm. well rounded career. Yeah. But not only that, making sure that I get the mentorship and the coaching. You got to ask for that, Cyrus. You got to ask to be in a room. And when Mm -hmm. you see somebody that's in the room that you want to emulate your life like, ask the questions. Yeah. Ask the questions about, hey, you know what? Like, man, you've been divorced like twice. You know, like, what are some of the, the things that you can share with me when I'm getting ready to get married? Right. What are some of the things? Hey, Antoine, don't go to the bar late at night because you're an engineer. Right. Like, Go back to the room. Right? Yeah. All that sort of stuff. Right. You get the game from other people and some of the mistakes that they made. So for me, Cyrus, it's, it's the mentorship, the coaching. Of course, I love I, I read books all the time. Right. I'm a, I, I, I read books um, on le- leadership and and, and and things like that. I'm reading uh, one more by Ed Milette now. Very good leadership book, and it's always about pushing the boundaries. Always about yeah. asking for what's next. Always about doing that one more rep when you in the gym and stuff like that. Yeah, and and it's just it's it's a way how I always look at it. Like you know what, as a man, my goal is to continue to push the boundaries. Yeah, right. Like be that example for my kids. Yeah, I have two kids. Right when I when they look at me, I want them to be very very proud. Mm. And not only that, say, Dad did this. I want my wife to say that as well too. Yeah. Wow, like you would never cease to amaze me. That's, That's important to so me, man. Yeah. That's important to me.
1: Yeah. It's. I, I think. I, I think we don't speak openly enough about how important it is that even when we're when we're accomplishing things, how important it is to have the ones that we love and the ones that we care about, like look look up to us. Like I think right. as men. We want to be looked up to. We want to be seen right. as, you know, everybody talks about like, you know, being a high value man, but it's like, we want to be seen as valuable. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. Mm-hmm. And so I love you, you touching on that where it's like you finding pride and joy and solace in looking at your family, looking at your wife and being like, I'm of immense value to them.
0: hundred percent Cyrus. That's, that's what it's for. Yeah. Otherwise, what are you doing it for? Yeah. You have to have a reason to do it. Right, I get up every single day knowing why I, I go to work and work as hard as I do. Yeah. When it's something that's terrible that goes on in my day, I know that I have somebody to come home to as well who's going to look at me and be like, Dad, you're still fantastic. Yeah. Right, and I, I get up every single day knowing that I have a responsibility to take care of the people in my household, and I think that's the most important thing that a man needs in order for him to keep going. Yeah. I'm like, they need to have that.
1: Man, that's so, so important.
0: It's, it's it's very important. I, I put like this. Until I got married, I wasn't as driven as I am. And Whoa. until I had kids that put a battery pack in my back yeah. even more. I became like the Rocketeer, man. You remember the little battery pack? <laughs> I man, like it's it's big time, right? Like yeah. you, you have kids and you start to say, okay, well, this is how I grew up. Okay, well, nah, I don't want my kids to grow up like that. This is what I want to protect my kids from. Yeah. Okay, well, that means that I need to make some money. Yeah. In order true. for me to protect and you know, put them in the uh, the education systems that I think that they should belong in, and you know, protecting them from other aspects that I don't want them to see and be a part of, that costs money. Yeah, it does. It Costs a lot of money. So oh man, that's beautiful. it's it's a it's it's important. It's important to have that 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 uh, that that why you're doing it. And and for me, it's the family.
1: Yo. So for everybody that's interested in what this guest is talking about, and you would love a similar career, I suggest you check out Course Careers Bootcamp. Course Career is a bootcamp that I have been partnered with for well over a year now and they have helped more people break into tech, I'll be honest, than any other bootcamp that I've personally seen. So look, Course Careers is only 500 bucks, that's it. But if you use our discount code CYRUS50, you'll get an additional $50 off. So that way all you pay is actually 4 49, that's it. No additional price later, no extra costs, extra fees. That's it with the price for course careers. Now there are self-paced bootcamp that you can take and be able to get a variety of different roles in tech. So make sure you check them out, use our link below in that discount code if you want an additional $50 off and keep us posted on your journey breaking into tech. It's important for us to have these conversations. Uh, we've been talking uh, as a team with te- Texas New Black team and I, we've been talking about like, man, we need to have other conversations because I mean, even with us scaling to being able to just uh, recently pass over 100,000 subscribers, we were like, man, we have to talk about, like, we love to talk about the bag. We love to talk about getting in tech, how you can scale in the industry. But it's like, man, at this point, we talk about new black. The whole idea is like, yo, what is our community seen as? Mm -hmm. And many of the things people see our community for, many of the things that we even see our community for are very negative things. So it's almost like sometimes... Black has been associated with these negative things, so the whole idea is like, okay, well, no, we're addressing the new black. Mm-hmm. This is what black is now. This is what black means now. I Love that. And so I love that we didn't even like, and I'm gonna let y'all, let y'all know this. I didn't even talk to, uh, to Antoine about this before before the interview. So I love how just naturally in the conversation, just the things that you're sharing, it's like, man, this seems so counterculture of what people think black is, and. Nevertheless, it displays what Tech is New Black is about. So, like, right. man, this is New Black. Like, this is what we are about right. and what we care about. So I love, thank you so much, man, for, for mentioning that, for dropping those gems. Let us know in, in the comments, like, if y'all resonate with that, if y'all like conversations like this as well, because, again, we, w- we want people to get to the bag, want people to scale and make money, but we also care very deeply and profoundly about, like, holistically, you know, and so... Love that so much. Thank you for that. So anyway, let's let's, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Oh, man, you got me hype. You got me hyped. All right, so so you made a lot of money in tech. You're making a lot of money in tech. You've done a lot of things. But what have you done with that money in tech when it comes to, like, have you used it to invest in, like, real estate? I know, obviously, you started, started a couple businesses and things. Because, again, we talk about breaking into tech, scaling in tech, starting a business. And a lot of people that are listening are people that they're considering getting in tech. But they're so like, oh, but I want to be a real estate investor. I want to be uh, I, w- I want to invest into the, you know, the the, the the stock market or or maybe they want to they want to start a business. You've done some of these things already. Can you like break down to people just some of your portfolio of what you've been able to accomplish leveraging your income in tech?
0: 100 um, percent. So I, I would start here, Cyrus, right in 2016. I got an opportunity to take a role in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, for the company that I work for right now. Wait,
1: wait, where Malaysia?
0: Kuala Lumpur, the this, the the nation's capital in Malaysia.
1: Right? I'm not even gonna try to pronounce that.
0: Yeah, it's 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 a it's about 45 minutes away from Singapore flight and so forth. Right, It's the other side of the world. I got an opportunity to take the role of uh, vice president of customer success and customer support there, and I was over there for three years. Everything paid for all that sort of stuff. So I, I was making you know, $200,000 plus, right? And mm. my wife's over there, my, my daughter's there. But I'm able to save a lot of money because they're paying for housing, they're paying for cars and all this of stuff, right? So I was able to stack a lot of money um, from that aspect. And then we moved back to the States where I got into sales. I was always interested into real estate investment because you know I grew up with an uncle who's in Madison, Wisconsin. He's a real estate millionaire. Right? So he always was, like, in my ear about, you know, you got to buy these properties, <laughs> apartment complexes, yeah. and all this stuff, right? So long story short, in 2018, I got back. Um, I was ready to invest in my property because I got the cash. Yeah. Right? When you're overseas and you're, you know, stacking money and for the most part, mm-hmm. everything is paid for for you, you can you make some really good financial gains. But also, yeah. you got to be careful, too, because when you get into sales, you don't know how you're going to perform. So... Made the right moves, um, bought my first property in St. Louis, Missouri, and ever since then, Cyrus, I have eleven rental properties, single family rental properties, right. So, been able to scale up to eleven single family rental properties. Man. The majority of them are in uh, St. Louis. Uh, nine are in St. Louis, and other two are in Dayton, Ohio, uh, Midwest, because low cost of living. Low entry point and low barrier, entry, But St. Louis is a dope city. I love St. Louis.
1: Right? I, I don't think I've ever been there.
0: You should go check yeah. it out. It's a very dope city, um, and you know that that's what allows for me to cash flow to you know buy the things that I love to buy, or you know allow for my wife to do whatever she needs to do. Yeah, and then you know from there, you know you start to build relationships with people who are in you know the business world. And one of the things I always looked at from having that Malaysia experience is. Why aren't more people seeing this? I'm a black man that's running the country, right? The the business in the country for the company that I work for. Wow. And I get treated very, very well throughout the entire country. Yeah. Just because of the fact that you know I I, I make a good amount of money, but you're you know, you're visiting different places and you making you know friends with sultans and all this other stuff. A and sultan. I, I, yeah, like, uh, you know, their are friends and kings and stuff like that in, in Malaysia, right? So I heard you, about
1: you, no sultan since Aladdin.
0: That's you you <laughs> get a chance to, you know, wine and dine with people that are in some very powerful positions. Because oh, that's incredible. You Your life is like, okay, when you're over there, you get a chance to live amongst the upper echelon yeah. people because of the dollar value and yeah. so forth, but also your company's paying for a lot of this stuff as yeah. well too. So such a you win-win. surround yourself around the right people and you say, "Like, oh, man, I fit in. Like, This is better than what I would be in the United States. And then yeah. I wanted to share that. So my biggest thing was when I got back to the States outside of the real estate, Cyrus, I started to pour into other people. That's mm. where Black Heights was formed, right? Yeah. Black Heights was formed with the coaching and mentorship, mm. showing people what's possible if they were to get into tech positions. That's what we talk about in the Black Heights channel and so forth. And then from there... You know what? A year a, a year ago, come across Course Careers in Troy. Oh yeah, right. And yeah. I'm like, this guy is doing pretty well. Yeah, shouts out to Troy. He, he, this guy is doing pretty well, and I sought him for mentorship and coaching, and that's where Level Careers was was founded, right yeah. from there. Right. So, but it really takes you to have money in order for you to invest in these things, in order for you to make it work, right? And it comes from having a high salary. Right. Yeah. But also making financial moves that will allow for you to invest in yourself because nobody else is going to invest in you. Yeah. Nobody else is going to invest in you at all. That's you're not going You can ask your mom, your dad, your sister and your brother. You can have the dream of the world. But right? if you don't have your own money, nobody's going to invest in you at all. That's very right? true. And, yeah. and, you know, when you're able to have a high income and you know that you can, you know, scale, you can invest in yourself. And, you know, it doesn't have to be an overnight and it's not going to be overnight. Mm-hmm but it's going to take a journey and you continue to pour what you're making in your w2 job into these other businesses and then 4 or 5 years down the line next you know you're able to you're able to do pretty well yeah right you're able to do pretty well man
1: that that's so dope to mention the importance i don't think people understand the importance of increasing their income so that way they change their network to be able to cuz i think back before i was in tech i remember i remember sitting I was sitting on a twin-size mattress living in the hood. And it was literally around this time that I was like, Yo, I have to get in tech, because I remember I needed to get a job. And when I was looking at all the jobs, I felt I felt I was qualified to get all of them were paying like between 10 and 14 bucks an hour. And I was sitting on a bed and I was like, man, this is ridiculous. And I remember at the time, all the friends that I knew, whenever I would hit people up and say, Yo, like, do you know a company that's hiring? Do you know a company that's hiring? all of the companies or the jobs that they referenced were all still paying between 10 and 14 dollars an hour i i ended up going to i ended up going to this this church and it was uh i'll just be blunt it was a predominantly white church and it's a affluent church here in georgia's uh, what's the name of the church i'm not even going to say the name of the church but it's a very affluent fluent predominantly white church and i only had a relationship with this church cuz i had done some poetry at the church before so i was at the church Saw some of the people at the church, and then I was having a conversation with them at the service, and I was like, yeah, I'm actually looking for a job. And they said, oh, and they had mentioned, because they were in a slightly different tax bracket than a lot of my friends. They're like, well, yeah, we know some companies that are hiring. They were like, uh, they said, I mean, would you be comfortable? They said, I mean, they're probably paying somewhere between like fifty and 60000 And I had a poker face on, so like, oh, yeah, that's okay, but I'm thinking, it sounds like, what? But in that moment, something hit me. I was like, you know what, the reason why all of my friends can only tell me about jobs that are paying 10 to 14 an hour is because that's all they're making. 100%. And then once I get around another group of people where they're making a bit more, they naturally can connect me with jobs and opportunities right. that are paying this much. And I, I, that stuck with me. And I said, I have to increase my income so I can increase my network so that I also increase my safety net. Right. And then I noticed once I started making over six figures, and even when I like when I moved to like where I currently live, automatically the majority of people that I ended up connecting with were either making as much as me, a little bit below, or a little bit more. Right. And every time my income has scaled, naturally my network has scaled as well. Right. And I recently had a friend earlier this year who something went wrong in his business, and he basically ran out of all his savings. And when he was down and out, because all of us found out, he was like, everybody was able to chip in multiple thousands of dollars right. to help him. Right. Whereas usually if somebody's down and out, somebody was sending him 20 bucks, 50 bucks. And I was like, man, it's so incredible. What is that going to do? You're ne- yeah, like, what is that going to do for exactly. real?
0: Exactly.
1: But it's like, it's so incredible how it, if he had have never scaled his income, he would have never had that network right. to be able to, to ask a friend here for 5,000, a friend there for 10,000. And so I love that you mentioned that. And I'm doubling down on this because I want people to understand the value of, of course, getting in tech, scaling in tech, but also leveraging that network, having an amazing network of people that now it creates a bit of a safety net for your life. 100%. And so I love, I love that you touched on that.
0: Well, even, even, even think about it this way, too, Cyrus, right? As, as, as you get older, you have even more responsibilities because now you're, you have a partner, a wife, right? Yeah. You need, they need protection. Mm-hmm. Your kids need protection. Just like you're talking about, you know, being around people that's making $10, $15 an hour. Mm Well, I mean, that comes with its own level of challenges as well, too. They don't know know very much about opportunities that exist in life. Mm -hmm. Well, when you are a man responsible for your household, you also want to make sure your wife gets access to opportunities as well, too, which comes at a different network as well. That's good. Kids as well, too, Mm -hmm. right? Whether that's on the right football team, basketball team, dance club, all that sort of getting into college. It's it's a, a, a large point that we're, you know, it, it's your network is responsible for how you live and everything else that goes on the opportunities that everybody in your circle gets. Yeah. Right. So if you continue to push it, you're going to get some pretty good opportunities. Now, don't get me wrong. It's just a little bit more challenging sometimes, you know, when you're up there and, and, and stuff like that, because we all have challenges. But money ain't the problem. Yeah, <laughs> man. Money isn't the problem.
1: That's a beautiful thing. Money.
0: Money isn't the problem man at all. It's, it's, it. That's one of the things that you don't have to worry about at that point.
1: So speaking of challenges. So what are some of the most valuable lessons that you've learned throughout your journey? And how can others apply those lessons to their own lives and careers? I mean, you've learned a lot. You've done a lot. But what are some things that you've learned, lessons, challenges, things you've overcame? Where you're like, man, I think that most people, especially people that aren't at the level that you're at.
0: What are some things that they can learn they might not even be aware of? I would tell you like this, man. Um, a major thing happened to me early on in my life where, you know, I quit a football team uh, in in high school, right? My, my 10th grade year, uh, I was pretty embarrassed. I pretty pretty much left the school and we moved out of state, right? And it wasn't because of the football team, okay. but it was the fact that you know, my mom got an opportunity my junior year um, to to go to Wisconsin. I learned Not to ever quit anything ever in my life from that point on, Cyrus. And what I mean by that is every single opportunity that I got, no matter how hard and how challenging it got, you just got to stick it through. And there's always going to be another season around the corner from that. Mm -hmm. Like early on in my career, I was on the road for 298 days traveling, traveling to Mexico and to Anaheim, California for a project implementation. That's crazy. No life. All my friends, you know, engineers and so forth quitting their jobs because they're traveling so much, don't have an opportunity to date anybody and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. I said, you know what, maybe I should quit as well. Um, Stuck it out, became the most billable uh, uh, engineer at that point in time, got me access to the presence Club, got me the visibility that I needed. And ever since then, i told myself, you know, no matter how hard you have it, continue going continue going because there's going to be somebody that recognizes how hard you're going and you're going to get rewarded for it. Right. So number one is be persistent. Don't quit. Right. Because it's easy to give up. It's easy to say, you know what, I'm going to turn a, uh, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. I've gone through that most recently. Right. It's like, I don't want to do that anymore right now. Right. Because it's hard. Right. When you're consistently responsible for, you know, uh, quarterly targets, at the end of the quarter, that's stress. That's stress that you don't want to bring home to your wife, your kids, or anything like that. Yeah. And they're always asking for more. Yeah. But what I've learned, though, I build up callus for it. Now, it's like, like all right, it's going to happen, right? Yeah. And, and I wouldn't have ever gotten to that point unless I was in those trenches for that amount of time, a year, yeah. year and a half, right? So, you know, and that stuff doesn't shake me anymore. Yeah. It doesn't bother me anymore. So the lessons that you go through in life a lot of the times it's going to be hard. Mm-hmm. It's going to be tough, but don't give up. That's what I would say is the biggest learning lesson for me is, you know no matter how suck it could be, no matter how many views you don't get, no matter how uh uh, uh you know how many hours you're working, don't give up. Eventually over time you're going to see a new season come around the corner and around in that new season it's going to be a beautiful season. It's going to be spring here in Atlanta. It's going to be gorgeous, man. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Man, I love that so much. Yeah, because because one of the things I've seen, and you you make me think about this, is how life—it's almost like life doesn't necessarily get easier. It's just we get tougher. We get tougher, and it, and it just—it seems like it's easier, mm-hmm. but in reality, you look, you're like, no, actually, my challenges are bigger. Right. It's just like you mentioned—you've grown calluses, right. and you've grown like certain like muscles and endurance
0: with it. Exactly. You're just like, all right, man. Like seriously, you, you worried about that, right? And somebody right. says something to you, right? They come to you for advice. And they're like, hey, man, 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 man. and you've gone through that in life, you're kind of like, seriously? Like, is, is it that big of a deal? And yeah. But you know you were there at one point in time. Yeah, the coolest thing about that, though, Cyrus, si, when you go through that and you endure it, is you're able to give back because most people, especially us, we don't have anybody we can talk to has been into those positions.
1: Yeah.
0: It's very difficult, right? So that's where also the importance of having mentors and so forth and coaches mm-hmm. Right, where you can ask those questions. Hey, you know what? Should I, should, should I, should I walk away from this? Mm-hmm. Should Should I continue to go this route? Is this the right thing for me? Yeah. You know, a lot of times, if you get the right guidance, you're gonna be like, Nah, 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 Cyrus, nah, Antoine, continue to go on. That's just this is something that you're going through is not that big of a deal. Yes, you'll be out of it in next season, right? It's gonna take sixty, ninety days, maybe a year before you know it, you out of it, and you're just continue to move on, man. That's on. beautiful. So. We talked a
1: little bit about Black Heights. Please tell us, like, break down to us, like, leveled
0: careers. Yeah. Leveled careers is basically, I call it the big brother to course careers, right? Course careers is out there to help individuals to break in entry-level positions. Yeah. Right? Entry-level is great. Yeah. That's how you break into tech. And it's Mm -hmm. fantastic, right? But what we do is we specialize with highly educated instructors who've been into the game for a very long time, like myself, right? And we have instructors that's worked for Microsoft, that's worked for, you know, um, Salesforce, SalesLoft, and so forth, where they're giving you the information that you need in order for you to level up in your career. That's what level up is. It's a bigger brother to help you get to the next phase in your life because you can get to entry level in the sales role yeah. you making $60,000 a year. That's good money, yeah. right? It's, it's good money. Like there's we know, we know there's levels to it. Yeah, exactly. You know there's levels to it, right? So if you want to make more, then you have to put yourself next to the people who are making more. You have to put yourself in positions to be educated so that you can make more. Yeah. And that's what Level Up does.
1: Man, I love that so much because oftentimes people, especially people that haven't seen a lot of my content, they'll just kind of like maybe see something on social media and just message me. And they'll say... Hey man, I'm, I'm I'm trying to get in tech. Like, how, how do how do I get to a quarter million or half a million dollars a year? And I tell most people, I'm like, look, I can I can show you how to get in tech. And it's like I could probably show you how to make a little bit more money, but it's like I'm telling you, doing these boot camps, you're gonna get in the industry, you're gonna make good money, but it requires something different. And I, I'd be very I'm very honest with people where I'm like, most of y'all are not gonna make a quarter million dollars plus. And the reason why I say that isn't because it's impossible for them to do it. It's just because I'm like, "Ah, it takes some additional things. And I love what Leveled Careers is doing to where it's giving that because, yeah, it's great. Okay, you get in, you're making 70, 80,000, scale to maybe 120. We've seen people scale to 150,000. But it's like, okay, how do you break that two hundred thousand barrier, that exactly. quarter million dollar barrier? Exactly. And I love it because I haven't seen any other programs that are offering the services that Level Careers is offering to where it's helping people truly scale. Because most people, again, it's, it's all about it's all about breaking into tech. Okay, breaking into tech, because that in and of itself, that pay bump is incredible. Big time. But what most people don't realize, and I realized this even when I first got my ninety thousand dollar job in tech, I was like, oh my god! I very quickly realized. Oh, this ain't really that much money. <laughs> it's like it's, it's more money, but you very quickly get used to it. So you're right. like, oh, okay, right. okay. And then even when I scale like beyond that, I quickly realize like, okay, no, I need to figure out how to like get to a bigger bag, big time. And I, that's why I love so much what you're doing because just making a hundred thousand dollars is good for individual, even for their household, just them. Their, maybe their spouse and their child, but I mean, if we're talking about like, we're talking about like really like blessing like your family, your your generations, maybe your community, whatever it is, you have to get to that quarter million, half a million dollars
0: plus. I would tell you this, Cyrus: one hundred thousand dollars is going to get you a decent living, but your wife has to work. Ooh, your wife has to work. That's real. you you're if 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 you want a household where you're able to walk in and. You know, have the peace that you want, and your wife believes in homeschooling and and, and bringing that level of comfort to, you yeah. so that you can scale. You have to make more money. Yeah, that's I'll real. keep it that way, right? I mean, like, you don't, we don't have to get in too much into yeah, it. Yeah, but, yeah, You know, but hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money. Yeah. But I mean, like your your partner, she has to work. Yeah. And it's difficult. I mean, I was in that position. Mm-hmm. Wife making ninety, I'm making a hundred thousand dollars. We have a kid. We still have to split time. That's tough, right? It's, it's it's very difficult when you understand what you are good at and you can focus on that. Mm-hmm. And she can do that exact same thing. It allows for you both to scale and be better people for the people that you're responsible for. So, hundred thousand dollars is great. Hundred percent, love it. Uh, and it's big money, but you, you're not going to be able to take care in this day and age, especially no, inflation. Not today. It's it's not doing anything. A hundred thousand dollars is like fifty thousand dollars this day. Yeah. And that's just what it is. Yeah. I mean, let's just be honest with you. That's exactly what it is. You go and look up statistics, $100,000 is not getting you a lot of, at all. Yeah. And you're still, you may be shopping at, you know, Walmart for your groceries and stuff, which is fine. Yeah. It's fine. But it's good.
1: No, that, that, that raw truth is really important to hear. And it's, it's beautiful and sobering to hear, hear a man, hear a black man talk about wanting to not just provide for his family, but provide in such a way that allows his wife to truly be able to thrive and do the things she wants to do, you know, be there for the children for your, just your family in a way that you're talking about. I think it's very rare, very refreshing to hear. And so on one end, I know that some people listening are like, okay, man, okay, I'm just trying to get to hundred thousand. Again, it's important. Just get there,
0: get there. It's, yeah. it's big time. We all have been there. Yeah. Right. It's, it took me a long time to get there. It took me four years in and in, in the tech field to get there. Mm-hmm. But, Listening to this, Cyrus, is what's very important because this wasn't out when I was around. Yeah, Your your message now is you can get to that $100,000 a lot faster. Yes. My message now is you can get to that $100,000 a lot faster. You don't have to, you know, it doesn't have to take you five years now to yeah. do that. You can do that literally by breaking an tech and doing that for two years. Yeah. But once you get there, what's next? Exactly. Don't get comfortable Yeah, because that $100,000 is not a lot of money today. In five years from now, it's not going to be a lot of money. It's going to be less than that. Yeah. Right? The dollar continues to, uh, with inflation, it's going down the hill, man. Yeah. It's going downhill, right? And inflation and all this other stuff, right? Interest rates. You're not you're not able to afford what you once was able to afford back in 2006. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, not even in 2012. Yeah. Not even in 2015. Yeah. And it's going to get worse, right? So you have to figure out new ways to... You continue to gain those skills to make more money for yourself. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be just with the W-2 job, right? It could be yeah. with other things. You 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 educate folks on all sorts of stuff that they can actually do from, you know, affiliations, all that sort of stuff, right? Just figure out how you can yeah. t- continue to make more money for yourself.
1: Yeah. And I believe this interview, just people listening, make sure y'all go back, listen to the nuggets that Antoine was dropping, because for those of y'all that break in the tech, get that hundred thousand Definitely check out level careers when you when you're ready to level up. You know, get in, get situated with that that, you know, that that good benchmark, but then start thinking, okay, how can I level up? Check out level careers. But also make sure that you listen back to this episode. Listen to the specific things that Antoine said that he did that allowed him to stay driven and stay on top of it, the metrics that he had for himself to be able to scale up and scale up. Uh Antoine, bro, thank you so much, man. Uh, thank you so much for just what you've done in this industry. Even though I know that initially you're doing it for you, you're doing it for your family, but what you've done and how this episode and other content and things you're doing is going to impact others, realistically, I know God has used it to where it's going to bless, impact, and transform other lives. Thank you so much for being on Tech as a New Black. I appreciate you for having me, man.
0: At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and
1: little ways to innovate digital processes